Howdy folks, this is professional rodeo announcer Joe Coulter, and I want to be the first to welcome you to Slave the Cowboy. But before we get started, I want to ask you one question. What is a cowboy? Well, a cowboy is about character, honesty, respect, integrity, strength, and truth. And you know when you scratch all that in the dirt, you're going to spell out the word Christ. And that, in its simplest form, is what being a true cowboy is all about. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and get ready to learn how to ride for the Lord. And may God save the cowboy. And the last one is easy excuses. How many times have you seen somebody that, I mean, they do something and um, the, I mean, it is the greatest idea that they have ever had. I mean, they go around bragging, and I, I know none of y'all have done this, but you go around bragging about what, you know, I'm going to do this and this is such great, and then whenever they get down that easy decision road, that instant gratification road, when things start going bad, they go, well, and they start blaming other people. Well, that wasn't my fault. And they start trying to blame everybody but their own decision. We've all been there in certain situations. But you know what most people do? And this is especially... And, and No, I'm not going to say that. I was going to say it's especially true of Christians, but it's not. I think that the lost are, are the same way. How many times do we... Accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and I'll talk about both, but we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and then the first time something happens, who do we blame? God. Why is God letting this happen to me? What is God doing to me? God's like, I didn't do nothing to you. You stuck that hot shot on your leg and you pushed the button, you moron. Don't come crying to me because it shocked you. You said you would protect me. Well, I can't protect you from your own stupidity. But it happens. We blame God for everything. We forget to thank Him for the, the day, the, the moisture. We forget to thank Him. You know, if we thanked God for each and every breath we took, we would never have time to do anything else. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I mean, we should thank God. But we don't thank God for each and every little thing that happens. But boy, the first time something goes wrong, the first thing that we ask God is, why are you letting this happen to me? Well, you're being dumb. I didn't tell you to jump on that horse and stick your head through the bars. I can't, you know, I mean, sometimes we've got to go through the consequences to learn a lesson because if God just, if you hit that deal every single time and nothing happened to you, eventually it's going to get you in a wreck. God allows consequences to happen so that it'll get through our, our numb skulls, thick skulls, gray skull, He-Man. Okay. We live in an instant gratification. We do that with the decisions that we make. We are instantly want to blame other people, blame situations, blame everything for the result that we're in, unless everything's going good, and they're like, you see everything good I'm doing? I, yeah, <laughs> great. You know, we forget to thank God for that. In Hebrews chapter 12, 11 through 13, in verse 11, the writer of Hebrews says, No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. 
know, and, and discipline can be two things. I mean, you can discipline somebody, but at the same time, if you're training for a marathon or you're training for a horse show or you're training a horse, there's a discipline involved where you have to do the same thing over and over and over. And the quicker you learn from the mistakes that you make, the easier that path becomes. There are no shortcuts. No discipline seems pleasant at the time. Man, the other day, we got an, one of those Xbox 360s, and there's a deal called Nike Connect Trainer, and it's got this little bar deal on there that can look at you, and when you do this on the screen, you see yourself do this on the screen and stuff like that, and it was a training regimen, and I, I ordered that thing so that, so that I could get in shape. There is not enough inhaler in the entire world to save you when you're out of shape. I got up there and I, I mean, I was thinking, man, I'll do this. And it was a great idea until it started. They said, okay, we're going to warm up with high knees. And I was like, all right. So I started doing my high knees and everything. And it can see you. And it was like, you got to go faster. I'm like, what? Okay, so I started running and everything, and I watched the next hour and a half of it, trying to breathe. They were like, okay, we're warmed up now, and I'm like, we're dead now, you stupid. Can't that computer see that I'm out of shape? Turn that thing off. Put it on Duck Dynasty. That'll make me feel better. I'm going to invite Cy to church. <laughs> but there is no perfect life pill. There is nothing that you can say, no hocus pocus or anything, that you're just going to pop in your mouth, swallow it, and be like the Matrix, wake up in a better place. And, oh, this is great. I know the Bible said that I am no longer of this world. I'm a stranger in a foreign land and everything's going to be great now. And the, follow the yellow brick road. It's not, if, somebody, if you got a little guy saying, you know, follow the yellow brick road, man, you need to pay attention to what you eat at night. <laughs> Vegetables do that to me. Yeah, there, there is no Christ in a capsule. I mean, we can't just take a pill and everything disappears and we're just going to be happy and stuff like that. I mean... It just doesn't happen like that. There has to be discipline. And you know what? When you're training to be a Christian, when you start following God, guys, it's not going to be easy. I mean, sin has no more control over us, but just because it doesn't have control over us doesn't mean it ain't going to whisper in your ear. And it takes a lot of mistakes. It takes a lot of training to be able to be the person that Christ wants us to be. But we shouldn't seek first the kingdom of easy. I mean, nothing easily gained. I, I, somebody was telling me the other day, and I mean, I don't know if this is true or not, but like something like 70% of the people that win the lottery are broke two years later. And how many of us are like, boy, if I won the lottery, I'd do this, and I'd do this. And I'd be like, if I won the lottery, I'd be broken in about two years. I'd have to sell that living quartered horse trailer I bought from Trevor. <laughs> there has to be discipline. You have to work at this, folks. 
And you know what? In the beginning, <laughs> I talked to Rob this morning. And Rob said, I said, how are you doing, Rob? He said, I'm a little sore. I went on a long horseback ride, and you use muscles that you don't normally use when you go on long horseback rides, and that's true. I'm coaching the Little League baseball team with Griffin's team, and coach asked me to field stuff out there, and I was out there, and they was wondering what I was. Now, is that a lollipop in your mouth? No, it's an inhaler. <laughs> We're just stretching, coach. <laughs> don't care. <laughs> you know, there has to be discipline. You can't expect to, to reap the harvest without a little bit of effort. You can't... You know, I mean, I think that a lot of people, they, they get their Bibles or, you know, maybe that's just a metaphor for their spiritual life, and they think that they can just go out to the front door of their house and shake their Bible like a feed sack and God's going to come running and nuzzle you and need to tear it out of your hand. It's not going to happen like that. It takes discipline on our part. It takes faith. It takes trust. In verse 12, it says, therefore. Do you notice that word, therefore? When you're reading your Bibles and you see a then or a therefore or something like that, God's given you the answers. God has given you an answer. So let's start back in 11 and read 11 and 12 together. It says, no discipline seems, um, uh, seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and your weak knees. Make level paths for your feet so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. And what that means is, man, you've got to clear all the stuff out of the way so you don't trip and fall. Therefore, strengthen your feeble arm and weak knees. What's God's answer to getting what you want? And aren't we all searching for that peace, that happiness, a sense of purpose? We're all searching for that eternal life, but if you want all of that, you've got to come to Christ. But He's not, he's not just something that's going to... You can shake your Bible and He's going to come running up like a unicorn. Lick you or something. Huh. Strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. Does that mean we've got feeble arms and weak knees? I mean, I don't, but... I blame it all on my asthma. That's an easy excuse, isn't it? Strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. In other words, quit being a sissy. Quit whining about what you're going through. You give your life to God, give it to Him. He said He'll get you through it. He never said that it'd be easy. He just said that He'd get you through it. That He would give you the strength to get through it. But how do we do that? Well, first off, Quit going after instant gratification. Folks, that don't lead nowhere. That is, that is one of those dead ends, you know, that you, you travel down and it doesn't matter. Sometimes it's one mile, sometimes it's 20 miles, but you get up there and it's just a dead end and you just got to backtrack. And then you wonder why, because the next time it happens, you, you go ahead and take that easy road again. Quit going after instant gratification. Instead of instant gratification, we need to look for God's gratification. Do things that will make Him happy. Love others. Love Him. 
He didn't say that you had to, you know, invite somebody in to, you know, you don't, you don't ask the coyote to, to watch your steak, but that doesn't mean that you have to go out and, and kill all of them. Well, my dad would. He loves coyote hunting, but that's, that's another story. But don't go looking for instant gratification, but instead focus on God's gratification. What makes God happy? What makes Him happy is when we love Him and we love others. The Bible says that the law of the prophets all hang on that right there. Quit looking for the easy decisions, but base your decisions on what God says is good. God says, don't trust in money to take care of you. Man, that really, if you boil it down, that's just a piece of paper. It's not going to do anything for you later on. It's not going to have any eternal significance. Quit looking for the easy decisions, but base your decisions on what God says is good. And quit making excuses for yourself and start holding yourselves accountable. Now Christians, they want to hold everybody else accountable. Oh, well, you're not supposed to do that. A good Christian would never do that. And throw all that in the trash. Hold yourself accountable. Because when you stand up in front of Jesus Christ, ain't nobody going to stand up there with you. You're going to have to answer for what you've done, and there ain't going to be no excuses whatsoever. Hold yourselves accountable. Quit making excuses for everything that's gone wrong in your life. Quit blaming God for all of the mistakes that you made taking the easy way out and making easy decisions. Instead of being depressed... And I know that depression runs rampant in today's society. We live in the richest civilization that probably has ever lived. But yet, we are depressed. Nearly all of us will not go without food today. But yet, we're depressed. Instead of being depressed, start depending on God. Instead of being worried, start waiting on God. Worry's not going to do anything. Worry's not going to take care of you, but waiting on God will. I promise. He promised. Instead of spending everything on the good life, start spending everything on a godly life. Folks, there is no shortcuts in Christianity. You're going to have to grow it's going to be hard. You're going to use spiritual muscles that you've never used before. It's going to be hard to pray at first. It's going to be hard to give thanks. But strive every day. Be disciplined every day to do what, all of, what God's laying on every one of your hearts right now. I can see it in your eyes that you're sitting there processing all of this, going, this is what I need to do. This is what I need to do. This is what I need to do. And I know I need to get better at this, but don't just leave it in here when you walk out that door. Take it home with you. Be disciplined. Make God the most important thing in your life. Is it easy? No. But once you start doing it, you know, you might be able to do spiritual high knees for, you know, two seconds. But hopefully next week, maybe we can do them for ten. God doesn't care how far you get. He cares how far you grow. And what He wants us to do is grow a little bit more every single day. But the things that get in the way of that growth are instant gratification, making the easy decision every single time, and making excuses. 
Well, a couple of, couple of weeks later, I got a horse in, and anyway, I put it in the round pen, and I had about 30 days, you know. Uh, anybody that breaks horses, you know, they're like, okay, in 30 days, we're going to hope that he doesn't buck anybody off. Of course, you know, the people that pay you to ride a horse in 30 days, they want that finished cutting horse that's going to win the national championships in 30 days. And so there's a little bit of information gap there. But anyway, I got it in there and I got it started and I had my, my flag stick out with my equine terrification device on the end of it and I was making it go this way and making it go this way and I started rubbing on it. Of course, I live way up in the middle of nowhere, but you still look around. So I started whispering to it like that guy did. I was like, it's okay, you want to be good, don't you? Ears pinned back, didn't look at me. <laughs> if horses could talk, they would be like, no, not really, I'm waiting to just stomp the crap out of you. <laughs> Go ahead, get on. I'm like, it's okay, it's okay. You're a, good, you're a good horse. Positive reinforcement, that's what that's called. You're a good horse. I jumped once and it kicked me real hard. That didn't happen on that video. I didn't hit the horse, but I swung an equine terrification device like it was a Darth Vader lightsaber. I ended up holding it in the middle like those double-wielded ones, chasing him around. He turned his butt to me and tried to kick me again, so I whacked him in the hawk. So anyway, we finally got back over there. And I knew my 20 minutes was up like two and a half hours ago. So I got him calmed down, and I kind of jumped. <laughs> Nothing happened, so I got back over there, and I did like this, and I rubbed on him, talking real nice. Yeah, you're a sweet horse. You kick me again, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Good boy. Good boy. His ears were pinned back looking at me. I'm like, I must be doing something wrong. So anyway, I jumped again and nothing happened. I was like, well, hey, maybe there's something to this. One thing that I forgot to mention was this, this horse that this guy was using was about this tall. This horse that I was doing was about this tall. You don't just hop up there. And so I got up there and I was rubbing on him on both sides and we got going pretty good and everything, and I kind of laid on him and nothing happened. Well, I mean, his ears were still pinned back and everything. I laid on him, and I was like, no guts, no glory. <laughs> you look around and make sure nobody's looking. <laughs> the dog's over there going, you're an idiot. <laughs> so I get ready, and I'm like, this is easy, man. I'm young. Cowboy. So I jump real hard and I knee right in the ribs. <laughs> and I reach over and I grab a hold of some skin and I try to pull myself up and that's whenever he decided that I was a mountain lion. <laughs> and I kind of got over and you know, you, you learn in horsemanship that they give to pressure. Well, when you put a lot of knee pressure into this side and I should have jumped from like, you know, put the fence behind me, but I'm not that smart. I was jumping towards the fence, and so I got up and over just like that guy said, 
And that horse shied and ran my head right into the corrals. But luckily it was between the brace. You know, they got those, those bars that go down like this and everything. Well, I went right in there. It didn't hit my head. I mean, I was like, you know, I'm not that big of a guy. And so it wasn't hard to fit through a deal like this. And so my head went in and I was like, oh, crap, like that. And I tried to tell him, whoa, but he didn't speak whoa. He thought I said, go. And so anyway, I'm over like this, and I got my head between that corral, and that horse starts to run off. You can be peeled off of a horse by your left ear. I kicked him in the head as I went by just to show him who was boss. There are no shortcuts. It took me nine weeks to get that horse going. He was so dadgum scared, and I was too. <laughs> Next week, I'll tell you why we should do all of this. And folks, you will not want to miss that. One of the greatest revelations and the greatest promises I have ever discovered in my Christian life I'm going to tell you all about next week. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, help us to, to quit going for instant gratification and start going for, and just seek your gratification. Help us to, to stop going the easy decision that, that we think will make our life easier. Let's make our life more about you in our decision making and, and quit making excuses for everything and blaming you for everything that happens because God, you are love. Everything in that Bible results in your love in some form or fashion, whether it's when you discipline us for wrongdoing or when you love us for doing right. It's not about us. It's about you. Help us not to seek first the kingdom of me and help us not seek first the kingdom of easy. Help us seek the kingdom of God. Help us hold ourselves accountable each and every day. Not through condemnation. Not by getting down on ourselves for every little mistake, but looking forward to growing and getting better each and every day while depending on You. Lord, we pray all these things in Your most precious name. Amen. Hey, before you shut that knob off, let me tell you something. If you like today's program, we can all give a great big thank you to Western LLC. They're a turnkey development for oil and gas and aviation industries. You can get on the internet and visit them at westernllc.com. Also, Jim and Kelly Gerald at Integrity Auto Repair and Rod Denning at Tumbleweed Hay and Hauling. All of them out of Kiowa, Colorado. You ought to know by now that I ain't going to jerk your leg. <laughs> okay, maybe every once in a while, but this one ain't no story. This here's the truth. We need your help to stay on the air and keep this gospel being spread to cowboys and cowgirls like you. It ain't easy to ask, I promise you. We'll even tell all your friends that are listening that it's you that are bringing it to them. Help us out by going to SaveTheCowboy.com and contacting me. Call me and let's get this thing set up. Don't leave it to somebody else.